This is my second day back in Etta. Well, technically first full day, I guess, since I got in last night. Beverly, in case I've ended up handing these recordings off to you for editing because I don't have time, these are just notes so I can capture thoughts while I'm in the middle of a location. I'll record setup and intro material in the studio as needed, unless I happen to catch something important on the live mic while rambling like I'm doing right now. Okay, thoughts. Etta's like any place else, just on a small scale. There's people who have and people who don't, and what they have isn't always tied to money. Turn right. Your destination is 500 feet on the right. Petra Van Dam, formerly Petra Novak, is one of the haves in Etta. She runs her own upcycling business online. Who'd have thought Etta, Indiana's junk would ever be in demand among the prosperous and well-off? Arrived at your destination. All right. I'm about to interview Petra about what happened to her 19 years ago with Rufus Nobby. Mr. X. Geez, I need a name for my new fan that doesn't sound like it came from an old comic book. Says, I can't believe what she tells me. Let's see what her story is. I don't want to scare her. Don't want to upset her by pointing a spotlight on her. She's expecting coffee with the baby sister of an old friend. Fortunately, Indiana is a one-party consent state, so recording's not an issue. Arrived at your destination. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. Sarah? Sarah McNabb? It's been a long time, Petra. Oh my god, come in, come in! Wow, you still look amazing. Oh please, I don't even want to think about the next birthday I've got around the corner for all the black balloons and stupid lordy lordy cards. (laughs) Grab a seat. The water's boiling. Your brother said coffee, but there's a couple teas that you might like. I haven't had my coffee this morning, so that's perfect. Sarah, please sit. I'm just taking it all in. Oh, it's nothing that great. You're not grinding it yourself. Trust me, once you try this, all the corner shop coffees will be ruined for you. Right. The sewer water, Lindy mentioned. (laughs) I must sound like a real snob. Hey, you like what you like, and you don't settle. Exactly. Is that a French press? The only one in Etta. You won't be offended if I ask for sugar? No. More disappointed. Oh, then... I'm kidding! I'm kidding! I'm not that big of a snob. I'll keep it to just a teaspoon. The ottoman next to you? Flip over the top. This? Oh, hey! It makes a little table. A place to set down your coffee cup. Oh, wow. This is like the drawer from an old dresser. One of your upcycles? Well, probably more of a repurpose than an upcycle. But yeah, I've done a bunch like that. This is really something. So tell me about what you do at a dreaming. That's your business website. I looked it up last night. Yeah, I started it two, no, three years ago when I moved back to Etta. Wow, this coffee's good. It's got this weight to it. Right? That's the oils from the coffee ground. When you make it drip style, they all get filtered out. Now I know what to put on my Christmas list. Okay, so you find old furniture, clothing, stuff, then refurbish and restyle it into pieces you sell online. You have read my website. And people all over buy it. How do you decide on an upcycling business? Me? 
I could never look at an old drawer and decide it could be an ottoman with a flip tabletop. Just like this. I mean, what you're doing. When my ex and I separated, I made that ottoman and some other pieces for myself just to have furniture. Everybody who came over kept telling me how they wished they could find a place to buy pieces like I made. And you ended up back in at a house? It's home. Dad's alone and getting up there. He just retired. And after my divorce, I guess I needed someplace familiar. (laughs) All we've done is talk about me. What about you? My divorce was when I walked away from my job a year ago. Yeah? Good for you. That takes stones. Most people stay in the same miserable work because they're afraid of what they don't know is out there. Then I moved back in with my mom and started podcasting. Lindy posted about that. You're making a living at it? Like I said, I moved back in with my mom. But it's building up, right? I mean, it takes a while to get a business off the ground. Are you one of those TV pop culture podcasters? You were always talking about Dawson's Creek and Buffy the Vampire Slayer back in the day. I don't remember what Lindy said it was about. So, that's the thing. My podcast, the reason I came back. One of my listeners sort of made a connection between me and Etta and brought it up. Oh? The show's about true crime. And I came into town to do a segment on Rufus Nobby. You know, I'm going to go back in the kitchen and freshen up my cup. Do you want another? Petra, I had no idea you were still in Etta when I drove in. It was only when I was talking to Lindy last night that I found out you'd moved back. If this is weird... No, no. It was a long time ago. It was, but something like that... I just brought the carafe. You didn't say if you wanted more. A little bit, sure. I should have said something before coming over. Let me catch you up on my mom and... When I moved back, I expected awkward silences and uncomfortable questions. But in three years, you're the first one to bring it up. I'm sorry, Petra. Maybe... No, no, it's all right. It's in the past and it is a story. Ask whatever you want. Wow, you're sure? Okay. I was a kid at the time. I guess it was a small town thing, the way nobody said anything in front of me or my friends... For such a big deal for Etta, I never heard any of it. All ridiculous 8th grade gossip. Just tell me what happened. It was a long time ago, Sarah. Like I said, you were in, what, 7th grade? 8th. 8th grade. I was in high school. I was a senior getting ready to graduate and go off to college and leave the whole small town hometown behind. What day was it? Friday. I remember because I had a test that afternoon. Your brother and I had studied for it the night before. I was at a Closet Catch. I remember that place. It was that second-hand store where all the moms were dumping their hip-hugger jeans from when they were in their 20s. And their crop tops and halters and mini skirts. All the stuff teen girls were buying new at the malls. Anyway, I was in the parking lot, unlocking my car. That was your Jeep. The White Liberty? It was a Wrangler. Okay. I remember when you'd come to pick up Lindy in it. You gave me a ride home from school more than a few times, too. Right, right. That was it. I I left the shop, got in my car. I remember throwing my bag in the passenger seat instead of the back like I usually did. I, I don't know why. Maybe if I had... Petra. I mean, so maybe if I had put my bag back there... My dad was always telling me to check the car and the back seat before I got in, before even unlocking it. I don't know why I didn't. Because you were a kid. I guess. 
I don't know how he got in there. Maybe I forgot to lock it. How long could he have been waiting back there? I was in the store for at least an hour, maybe an hour and a half. Why he picked my car? Why he picked me? That never came out? Rufus Nobby was a schizophrenic drifter, a vagrant who was nothing but trouble here at Etta, and, and over in Scottsville, and in Crosby Pond, too. My dad said he was going to hurt somebody someday. He had an arrest record thick enough to... <clears throat> I, I put my seatbelt on. I put the key in, and, and then I, I thought I heard something behind me, and before I could turn, I felt something cold slip over my neck and across my throat. I started to look back when it pricked the notch of my collarbone, and out of the corner of my eye, I, I glimpsed wild beard and stringy gray hair, and then keep quiet, keep looking forward. He muttered in my ear. My, my heart was pounding. It felt like it would give out any second. Start it and drive, he said. I felt the point of what he was holding at my throat. I later found out it was a big pair of scissors that he must have stolen someplace. I felt it bite on my throat. My heart pounded even worse. My hands were shaking so bad. I, I didn't think I could turn the key in the ignition. You know, you really don't. <laughs> I do. You ever have a movie or a song that once you start it, you need to go all the way to the end? Yeah, I've got a couple of those. <laughs> this one's mine. The engine kicked over and I put it in gear. He had me make a right and we drove smack through the middle of Etta. Smack through the middle and I, I, I kept hoping someone would see him in the seat behind me. I mean, this was the kind of place where all the neighbor ladies always ratted you out to your folks when they saw or suspected anything when you were out with your friends, right? There was this one old bag who was convinced she saw me holding a beer below the window of my car when I was out driving one night with your brother. Think about that. Below the window. How could she have seen it? Exactly. She stood on our front steps for 20 minutes telling my mom and dad until dad finally promised he'd have me blow a breathalyzer next time just to get her to leave. Where was she when that hobo was holding something sharp to my throat in broad daylight? I couldn't understand why no one noticed. Why no one did anything for me when... <laughs> no one noticed. He made me make another turn and I nearly threw up when I realized he was taking me to the interstate. And once he got you on the interstate? Again, what I get for not listening to my dad. He always said, never let anyone take you to a second location. That's where they have all the control and the really bad things can happen. But you're better off fighting or running at the first scene, but I, I was so scared. He surprised me and I, I didn't. You didn't. That's okay. At that point, I was sure I was going to end up raped and murdered and that my body was going to get dumped in a ditch after I was raped and murdered. And that was all I could think about. I just started crying, wiping my eyes just so I could see the road. He kept telling me to shut up. What was Rufus doing? He, he would just tell me to shut up when it got bad for me. I mean, was he worried? Was he keeping his head down to try to stay out of sight? Was he looking around for where to take you? I don't know. So he was staying low? I, I don't know. I couldn't see him behind me. I, I had no rearview mirror in that car half the time. I'm sorry? I'm not following. Your brother, about six months before, around Thanksgiving, he was doing something stupid when we were out, adjusting the mirror, and it came off in his hand. Right off the glass. He felt bad. I, I laughed. 
He picked up the glue you're supposed to use, but that mirror just never stayed on after that. It would drop right off on its own. I was always reattaching it. It came off that afternoon? Sometime before that. I just tucked it under the seat, so I couldn't see whatever Rufus was doing back there. I I couldn't see him. I I wish I'd asked you to do this later. I could really use a drink right now. (laughs) You're not the only one. He kept us driving and driving. We didn't change highways ever. Just stayed on the same one for over a hundred miles. To this day, I don't know if he had some place in mind when we started out or if he was just looking for some place that whole time. It was like two hours he had me in that car. I even tried speeding for a while to see if I could get us pulled over. You needed to be closer to Etta for that. <laughs> yeah. I drove slow in the left lane, too, besides speeding. And then, you know, after two hours, I hear him, there, get off there. And those scissors pressed tighter on my throat. He told me to slow down. He was looking. He made me turn, turn again until we found this dirt road. It was all trees and farm fields, and I I knew I was going to get raped and murdered and left in a ditch. He told me to stop, and I did. He told me to turn off the car. I did. He told me to undo my seatbelt and get out. I did that, And I opened the door, and he took the scissors off of my neck, and he stabbed the point into my shoulder, and I screamed. I screamed, and he told me to shut up, or there'd be more if I didn't do exactly what he said. Then he pulled the scissors back, and I saw one chance. I jumped out, I slammed the door, and I I just ran for a grove of trees. He didn't get out first, or open his door at the same time? The Wrangler was a two-door. You had to let the front seat forward to get out the back. I didn't even look. I I ran. I kept running through the trees, through bushes. I kept running and running until I came out the other side to this cornfield. I couldn't hide in it. It was too early. The stalks were small. They were shorter than me. But then I saw the barn and the farmhouse, and I ran. And the lady that lived there, I saw her on her porch, and I screamed for help. And she freaked out. I guess because I was freaked out and and because all the blood. But you got her to call the police. Yeah, they they came and they, they found the car, but no sign of Rufus. They called my parents. Dad blazed in with the red lights all the way from Etta. I was a wreck. They were wrecks. But you got away before. I got away before. They caught Rufus the next week, right? Yeah, in Scottsville almost two weeks later. A hundred miles back to Etta plus some. That's a long way for a guy with only the shirt on his back and a pair of scissors. I don't know anything about that. Probably hitchhiked. Something like that has to affect you. I remember you still graduated with Lindy. Yeah, well, they go easy on you after something like that. I graduated, and I went off to college as planned. I lost my mom almost exactly two years later. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to... She'd been sick for a long time, so it wasn't exactly unexpected, but... Dad, he held everything together. Got Mom to every medical appointment, never missed a parent-teacher conference, and kept food on the table and lights on through it all. Petra, I... You didn't have to live that all over again like you did. I'm sorry, you... Thank you, okay? Thank you for going through it again just to tell me. I've lived with this for almost 20 years. I gotta be okay with it. Gotta be okay with it or... Look... I've made a mess of your morning, and I think I'd better just get out of your day now. Finish your coffee, at least. (laughs) 
Like you said, I wish we'd done this later in the day and had something else to drink. How long are you going to be in town? I was planning on a week, maybe ten days. Kind of depends on how long Lindy can put up with me. Well, before you go, here. Oh, we're hugging. (laughs) We were almost like family back then. It was good to see you again. Let's get that later in the day thing in before you head back to Cincy. Sounds great. And I'm buying. Yeah, you are. Uh, I'll get your number from Lindy. Sounds great. Bye. And thanks again. It's no problem. No problem at all. Knowers? After that? I don't know how TV reporters do hidden camera stories. Gotta talk to Lindy. Lindy, it's me. Sarah, in that case, uh, give me a minute. What do you got going on over there? Oh, wow. You've got that phone pulled all the way apart. Needs a new battery. Smartphones are all set up in layers, and the battery's usually one of the bottom ones. It looks scary, but once you know... That's kind of true of everything. True. Let me just solder this one connection, and... Okay, so what's up? It wasn't a very long coffee. Felt like it was all day. I bump into Petra sometimes, but we haven't sat and talked. Tell me about her old Jeep and the rearview mirror. That thing? (laughs) What brought that up? She was reminiscing. You're apparently to blame, and you're my brother, so she had to tell me all about it. I pulled it off accidentally once. I glued it back in place for her, but it never stayed. I kept putting it back up for her, but she'd find it plopped on the seat every few weeks. One time it fell off while we were sitting at a red light and... Do you remember if it was off when Rufus Nobby abducted her? That was 20 years ago, Sarah. Do you remember? Actually, I do. She gave me a lift home after we studied together that night before. I was going to walk, but she kind of insisted. I saw the mirror was off again, and I remember thinking I needed to pick up the glue for it and put it up for her over the weekend. And that weekend... Why is this important? I'm not sure you want to know. Sarah. It's... I don't know. Not yet. What did Petra say? I'm going to go back to your place, do some research. I want to be sure. What time do you close this place? Five? Six. I promise I'll fill you in on everything. If you're in any trouble. Not yet. So I'll see you after six. I'll handle dinner and we'll talk then. Okay. Oh, wait. Where's my phone? Here it is. What are you doing? You'll need an alarm code to get in the house. What's your favorite four-digit number? Uh... One eight eight eight. A little repetitive, but okay. What is that? The year Jack the Ripper began his killing spree in London. I should have guessed. It's your passcode for the house now. Gotta know how it works to sell it. I can even check the camera outside from here too. See? I don't know if that's cool or creepy. Some of both? Call me if there's anything. I'll see you at home later. Hercule Poirot. Makes this all look so easy. Must be the mustache. Knowers, it's starting to feel like I've had a basketball-sized knot of Christmas lights dropped in my lap to untangle. There's a lot to this. I can feel it. I can't say what happened 19 years ago or what it means now, 
But I'll tell you this much, without a doubt, Petra Van Dam is lying. Somebody Knows Episode 3, Soul Witness, was written by Patrick Dorsey, with performances by Sarah Collette Campbell, Aaron Goodenough, Natalie Lynch, and Alex Fugner. Directed by Patrick Dorsey and Baron Smith. Executive Producers, Scott Crosby and Aaron Goodenough. Producer, Patrick Pelham. Music by Albert Sanchez. Audio Engineer, Daniel Williams. Somebody Knows was created by Scott Crosby and Patrick Dorsey. Somebody Knows is a production of Bar Down Productions. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved. If you love this episode, be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And drop us a five-star rating and review. At Knowers, thanks for listening. Police officer killed and hit and run.